What's up, everybody? It's episode 11 of Dreadful Talk. I'm really excited about this one. Um, This topic makes all the sense in the world, given the name of the show, and that topic is dreadlocks, dreads, locks, dreadlocks, whatever you call them. I I think it's kind of regional, you know, what people call them, or cultural, or whatever. I tend to call mine dreads. I don't know. It just rolls off the tongue. Easier for me. I don't hardly ever say dreadlocks. And then, like, I don't know, locks. Like, locks can mean anything, really, to me. Like, a locks of hair. But whatever. Whatever floats your boat. I'm not a stickler for that kind of thing. Uh, good to be back. Anybody might notice a little bit of bling on this finger. I got married since the last dreadful talk. That last topic of relationships and things like that was kind of a little foreshadowing i was keeping it a secret we eloped to lake tahoe so that went really well i'm super excited first dreadful talk as a married man um next thing i need everybody to subscribe to dreadful talk on youtube dreadful talk podcast on youtube and beefy boys breakdown on youtube Go ahead. I know a lot of people are supporting the movement, and I know a lot of y'all are watching on Instagram, but I I would really appreciate everybody go um, subscribe to Beefy Boys Breakdown and Dreadful Talk Podcast on YouTube. I'd really appreciate that. But yeah, getting straight to it. So like, you know, as a guy with long dreads, um, you know, as you can imagine, I get asked a lot of questions. Um, A lot of those questions can be redundant. And um and that's fine. I know not. it's kind of interesting and it's, it may not be something that everybody's well informed on and not everybody grew up around people with dreads. And I get it. It's not like offensive, at least to me. That's another kind of qualifier I want to say before this episode. Like, I'm not like the emperor of people with dreads. So like if I say it doesn't bother me and somebody else with dreads, it bothers them and they get salty. That ain't on me. I'm just talking strictly from my perspective. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not just going to like speak for everybody that has dreads. I'm just going to kind of talk from my experience, some questions I've been asked, some experiences I've had, um, that type of thing. So yeah, like I said, I'm just speaking for myself. Don't just apply what I say as a blanket statement to all people with dreads, because as we know, generalizations can get us all into some trouble at times. Um, So yeah, I get I did I get asked a lot of questions about my dreads. And for those people out there that don't ask people with dreads questions, but they still have those questions, God bless you. God bless you. You know, so that's another reason. So those people that don't feel comfortable asking the person, you know, uh, you know, I'm gonna try to answer those questions for you. Um, and maybe just like I don't know, educate some people, maybe stop somebody from bugging somebody with dreads. But like I said, it doesn't really bother me. Sometimes it's weird whenever, like, you know, old, old white ladies ask if they can touch your dreads or whatever. But, hey, I, I don't, like, get offended or anything, you know. It's just, like I said, certain people weren't exposed to certain things. And, and I mean, hell, they are cool. That's why I got them. So, um, also, um, shout out to Mon Ami Jewelry on um, Instagram. She gave, gave me this beautiful wedding gift as many, along with many other things. But uh, check out her jewelry if you like natural stone jewelry. It's, it's great stuff. I, I wear it. I like it. Um, it can get spiritual if you're into that type of thing. Or if you're not into type of that thing, it just looks good, man. It looks chill. Um, but, yeah, um, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um First question I get asked is, um, you know, how long have I had my dreadlocks? Um, 
you know, how long, because mine are really long compared to, you know, most people's, and, um, so I started my dreads in 2010, it was, um, spring break of my sophomore year of high school, I, I got my dreads, and I got my ears pierced, and I thought I came back fly, but actually, to be completely honest, for, like, the first, like, you know, pretty much nine months to a year, my dreads looked like shit, like, I thought I had maybe potentially made a mistake or, you know, like, I, I, I really didn't fully know what I was doing, really. And um, kind of just give you a little bit more of a backstory on it. Um, so my hair was, like, long and curly, like on some Anderson Virgil, Corbin Blue, like, curly mixed dude hair, like, essentially, you know what I'm saying? Um and, and it was long, it was long, but it was just getting so big and like the Oklahoma humidity would just make it get real big instead of like falling. And I kind of wanted longer hair instead of just like poofier hair, but it looked good though. It looked good though. Everybody that went to school with me back in Norman, Oklahoma probably remembers, remembers the old curl days, but, um, but yeah, I actually originally wanted dreads in seventh grade because I wanted that shit for football. I was a football player back in the day and like a lot of my favorite football players had them, but I'll get to that. But uh, I wanted, I think I started wanting dreads in like seventh grade, but my mom was like, that's like a permanent decision, even though it's really not. And like, uh, you know, she was like, you know, let's do these braids to see if you like it. You know, she wants to kind of try to simulate it, I guess. But for anybody, and I've heard of other people doing that too, and it's just not a one-to-one -one comparison. Like, if you're out, somebody out there that's like contemplating, like, oh, I, I'm thinking about getting dreads, but I'm gonna get these braids to see if I like the way it looks. Like, just don't do it. Either, either get the dreads or don't. Uh, but the braids is gonna not like simulate it properly because I, I did not like those braids. And it like prevented me from starting dreads for like, you know, uh, three more years whenever I should have just started them then. Um, also, some more backstory. My mom does hair. Um, she still does hair in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, Vinnie Rossetti. Um, you know, if you, she can do all types of hair, you know, white, black, everything in between, old, young, men, women. So go holler at her if you need your hair done. She, she, she's legit. Like I said, she's the one that started my dreads. Um, you know, she she doesn't like doing dreads, though. I'll be real. They're kind of a pain in the ass for her. But, you know, she's, she's really good at it. Um, but, yeah, how, so I officially started my dreads. My mom started them, so my mom does hair professionally. So I had that advantage, you know what I mean? We um, So I didn't go to the hair salon. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because, I, have, I like I said, I had, like, Corbin Blue, Anderson Virgil, like, curly hair. And so, like... And, and, and I was in Norman, Oklahoma. So, like, in Norman, Oklahoma, you know, you pretty much, like, the hair salons, like, and it, it looks like that in a lot of places are kind of segregated. You know, you either go to a white shop or a black shop, you know. Um, now, out here in the Bay, there's probably there's more options, more versatile options. But out there, you know, it's still pretty much A or B. And um, and my I'm being a mixed guy, my hair is essentially right in the middle. Uh, so, like, I can't use methods that, essentially white people use and if I try to treat my hair like like straight black people hair it's not going to lock up properly either so I pretty much knew that because like the the place 
like the black little shop in town that like a lot of my friends would like get their dreads done at. Like they just twist it with some gel, essentially like real tight, like just little baby twists. We've all seen people with them. I think Anthony Davis was playing with them last night. James Harden has them right now. Those little baby twists, that's a lot of people don't even know. That's like the very, very beginning stages of dreads. That's like a little seedling of a plant. Like that's like, they're not locked yet, but that's how you, how a lot of people start their dreads. That's not how I started mine. And that's what I'm saying. If I would have went to a traditional like, all-black salon, like at least the one in Norman, Oklahoma, then they would have tried to twist my hair with the gel or, or the or the beeswax or whatever, and that shit wouldn't have worked on my hair. But uh, but yeah, so a lot of people don't even know like what Anthony Davis and James Harden have right now. Those little bitty little twisties. That's like how a lot of you know people with thick thick hair um, actually start their dreads if their hair is not as long. Um, so yeah, I've I had my dreads for 10 years now. Yeah, it's 2020. Got them in uh, March March of 2010. So yeah, I passed my 10-year anniversary. Uh, this is, I mean, I guess I could say this is 10 years of growth, but I mean, I've had some breakage and, you know, it, um, some things like that. So there's very few survivors that like are truly as long as they could be. But I think most people that have natural dreads will... Um, will you know, have a similar experience, you know, at 10 years, it's like, if this was a piece of rope, imagine having a piece of rope for 10 years that didn't wither a little bit, or like, you know, there's going to eventually be a little weak spot or something, so 10 years in, they're, they're healthy, they're, they're comfortable as ever, um, yeah, I've hit my 10-year mark, um, definitely a veteran in the dread game, you know what I mean, um, so how long are they? Well, you can see right here, but like if I'm like going, um, if I like stood up and turn around all that, I'm not going to do that. But if I was stood up and turn around, like my longest, longest one is like right at butthole length. Like, like it hangs like right butthole length. Like that's how, that's how long my longest one is. Um, but I said a lot of them that are shorter than that, um, it's crazy. I had some that like that broke down this small back when I was playing football in college or something, and now they're long again. So, yeah, like I said, like my my very very longest ones are like definitely down to like my mid butt, but uh, but yeah, like I, I mean that's why most of the time I have them tied up. I'll probably tie them back up, especially because like San Jose is like in a heat wave right now. It's insane over here. I got my fan off because I fuck with y'all and it makes the sound quality sound like shit. Shout out to anybody who put up with that on past Dreadful Talk episodes. That's also why this episode's being recorded live a little bit earlier than I typically do because I was trying to get out of this room before it gets too damn hot. Um, so... Another frequently, frequently, frequently asked question that I always get, and I'll be real. Now, this question kind of does offend me. Not really offend me, like, but I give people shit when they ask me it because it's just like, come on now, don't, don't play me like that. Like, uh, I get asked all the time if it's my real hair. Um, it's very, very common for people to use extensions in their, in their dreads um, for one or two reasons. Um, like, a lot of people don't want short dreads, and they're impatient, so they want to add length. That's, like, the obvious, like, what most people use extensions for. But 
What also a lot of times happens, especially people with my complexion or, or white people or people that pretty much just aren't full black, um, they you need a lot of thickness. You need a lot of hair to get good dreadlocks. Um, and a lot of people just don't have thick enough hair. So they won't use the extensions to make them longer. They'll just use the extensions to make them like to kind of fill it in. But to me, that's unsustainable. Because like I said, when you've had dreads as long as I have 10 years, then what happens to the new growth that comes in? You just keep adding in extensions. Like, I don't know. And, and in my opinion, if your hair isn't thick enough to get dreads without extensions, I wouldn't get them. Now, do you, you know what I'm saying? It's your life. Like, um, but it's definitely going to be a more short term thing. Like don't expect to have dreadlocks for 10, 15 years. If you're using extensions, like eventually, you know, that's going to come home to roost and like, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's kept it up, but like, it's just not really sustainable in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the the extensions for length at first, I mean, I'm still not the biggest fan of, but it makes more sense to me. But if you need extensions for thickness, because the hair people will talk you into it, because they're getting paid bank for that. And it's going to take so many hours, and they're going to make so much money off you. They're, they're, it's a, they're business people, business women, businessmen too, so it's like... They're not going to tell you don't do it, but take it from me. Like, you're, it's not going to be, like, sustainable. Like, some people, I'm a firm believer, and I'll get into, like, the racial part of this, but just at face value, like, I'm a firm believer that, like, certain people's hair can have dreads and certain people's hair can't. And, and that's part of what makes dreads so cool, in my opinion, is that not just, it's not a haircut. Like, it's not just something that you can just, like, get. Um... And it's not something that everybody can get. In in my opinion, I mean, there's people that disagree. Like I said, I'm not necessarily trying to, like, have a debate club over it or anything. But that's just my personal beliefs. I think if you have to kind of try to force it too much, you know, it may just not be meant for you. Um, as far as, like, the thickness extensions and all that. Um, but, yeah, that question is, you know, is it is my hair? Yes, this is all my hair. Not a single extension, not a single any fucking thing. All my hair. Oh, another thing. So, like, yeah, I've had my dreads since 2010. But my hair was already long and curly when I got my dreads. So, like, I haven't had a haircut since my back-to-school haircut before sixth grade at Alcott Middle School. And that's when I first moved to Norman. So, like, right before everybody met me. That was the last time I like actually got like a barber, like a like a Clippers haircut, like a short haircut. I trimmed up my curls, my dead ends and shit over them years I was growing it out. But I haven't really had like a haircut, like zoom, zoom. I haven't had a haircut haircut since 2005. That's been 15 years. I I never liked haircuts. And like I said, so my mom did hair for a living. So essentially she was always trying to give me haircuts. And like... I hated how it tickled, I hated how it itched. I usually didn't like how my shit looked afterwards. And like when you have curly hair, people with curly hair know that getting haircuts suck. Cause like, if you have curly hair and you cut off a half an inch, that curl gonna spring up three fucking inches and it's gonna look like they cut off four inches from your shit. Everybody with curly hair knows that struggle. If you got straight hair, you don't know that struggle. They cut off a half inch, they cut off a half inch. If you have curly hair, you cut off a quarter inch, that shit gonna spring up two inches. Like, it's it's just, everything's exaggerated. And um, so I just, I, I just really just didn't like haircuts, didn't like haircuts. But, you know, when you're real little, it's not up to you. 
But, you know, I got to be, like, 11. I was like, you know, I'm going to try to grow my shit out. And I literally just never stopped. Like, I never... I always thought, like, you know, people would always ask me, when are you going to get a haircut? Like, I don't know. Here I am, 15 years later, cocksuckers still haven't cut my shit. Like, everybody would always ask me that. Football coaches, uncles, just male figures. You got to think, you in Oklahoma, you know what I mean? It's a lot of old school people. My hair was just curly and crazy and wild and like, hey, when are you going to cut that? Or is it not going to be hot for football? Or, or, and then honestly, I'll be real. That was like the redneck side. And then the black community, because a, a lot of my friends were black and I was in the black community a lot. Like the black community, I was like, ain't you going to braid that? Ain't you going to twist that? Ain't you going to dread that? And I'd always just be like, uh, like, I don't know, man. Like, why is everybody so concerned about my hair? That's the main reason I'm doing this podcast right now. Is because, like, if you don't understand how much attention other, like, grown people and just people, people really, like, care about my hair. Like, and I'm not, and it's it's just weird to me. Like, like, strangers thought me, asked me. Like, I had people give me shit my whole life. Family members, coaches, teachers, just people, just everybody seemed to have an opinion and wanted to have some input and just say what was right, what was wrong, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And I just wanted to just take a second to say, 15 years later, grown-ass Dom, married Dom, still got these motherfucking dreads, still ain't cut my shit, ain't hindered me in life at all, at all. Everybody said, you know what I'm saying, it would affect this, it would affect that. You know, it's it hasn't affected shit. I think that, like, people... You know, it'll affect it if you let it affect it or if you use it as an excuse or, you know. It hasn't kept me out of any rooms. I've been in the in the hoodest of hood rooms and I've been in rooms with millionaires. It ain't, and no, not once did me having my dreads like affect that. You know what I'm saying? You got to be bigger than that. You got to wear your dreads. You can't let your dreads wear you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what I try to accomplish. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, man, see, the people that know me from day one, you know, they, they remember the, all the different stages, all the different stages I done had, and, and it's just, I stuck at it, so that's another thing about dreads, like, I, and I tell people this, because ask somebody with dreads, the minute anybody gets a hairbrand idea that they might want to get dreads, it's usually a white person, they they hit me up, and they're like, oh, like, what should I do to get dreads, should I get dreads, like, I should just be like a judge, like, I have a gavel, like, no dreads for you, bang. <laughs> but uh, I swear, I mean, I, I if I had a dollar for every time somebody hit me up about that shit, but um, now it doesn't bother me. I just think it's funny. Like it's not like I'm mad at those people. Like I'm not shitting on those people. It's just, it's just funny to me. Like I never did that really. Like I never like consulted people with dreads before I got my dreads. Like. And if I did, it was because they were the people I was with every day anyway. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hit up somebody that I don't even really talk to just because they have dreads to ask them questions about dreads. Like, that's what's so funny to me. Like, that's that's what I'm kind of why I'm doing this. Like, I don't know. I just want to... I've been asked a lot of questions over the years, and I just figured I could just address it, you know, and uh, maybe educate, maybe just... I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what comes out of these dreadful talks, man? But I, I, I sure enjoy doing them, and um, I really appreciate everybody that listens. I really do. Um, so, yeah, these are all my hair, and, like, there's different methods to doing dreads, and that's honestly what makes dreads so cool, and, like, I think that 
I truly mean this. You're, everybody's dreads is like a fingerprint. Like, essentially, no two people's dreads are the same. And, and like, I know to some people that may seem, like, mind-boggling. But, like, yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I swear, like, it, it has nothing to do, really, with even race. Like, you could have two dark-skinned dudes. And if you look at their, their dreads close, they're still a little bit different. Just whether it be texture, thickness, um, you know, ruggedness. Just, I mean, there's a color. I mean, there's a, there's a million factors, length. Um, and then same thing with not even just like two mixed dudes, two white dudes. Everybody's dreads really are unique. Like, I really believe that. And, and, and that's part is everybody's hair texture is different. Everybody's process that they started them with and regular, how regularly they maintained them and things like that. Um, those all come into play with like the end result and how they look when they're mature. These are called mature dreadlocks. You know, you see a lot of people, like I was talking about Anthony Davis, James Harden, those are little starters. And then, you know, a lot of, you know, dudes have the, the short, medium, like Chief Keefe, Sway Lee length dreads, you know what I mean? And those are like, that's whenever you're going from starter to mature, like that process, like from between your ears and your shoulders. Like by the time they're hitting your shoulders, like you got you some mature dread. Uh, and then, you know, and then you got the veterans in the game that like me, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like two chains, them real long. Snoop Dogg's dreads is getting real long. Lil Lil Wayne's dreads, you know they. I think they got a life of their own. But we all remember Prime Wheezy dreads. Let's not necessarily comment on the situation that's going on right now with Wheezy's dreads. But he's the goat. He's the goat, man. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with his dreads, man. Them some goat dreads. Them dreads done had them. If them dreads could talk, as they say. Um, man, yeah, if I could have Little Wayne's dreads as a guest on the podcast, that would be lit. It's like one dread. I bet it like costs more the more dreads you get on there. Um, oh, but yeah, so the method I used on my dreads. And it's honestly a method that I recommend to a lot of people. And I'll tell you what people I recommend it to. I use like a crochet needle method. And I learned this method, man. Shout out to the homie Brandon Martinez, man. Badass dirt bike rider out in Oklahoma. Badass drummer out in Oklahoma. Really talented dude. And uh, that's the homie. But uh, I actually learned that shit from from him. Because like I said, so I, like the first nine months of my dreads, I was like struggling. Like uh, me and my mom had just like looked up some YouTube videos. And like I had some, some twisty braids that I'd like back combed and like had was making nappy. And like I was just like, uh, I don't know, like we were just kind of grasping at straws, draw, trying different methods off YouTube. And I mean, it was slowly but surely locking up. But it was not pretty. It was not clean. It was not neat. It was not fresh. It was not cool looking but they were locking up but i mean it was a it was them first six months man i looked i looked rough i looked rough like a lot of people i mean them first six months if you start in dreads i mean don't be expecting to win in any beauty contest you know what i'm saying um for most people you know um but so my shit was like looking rough and then my, my homie brandon who he's essentially a white dude, but he has like really curly hair, like 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 essentially damn near curlier than mine, or as curly as mine, or maybe curlier. Like his hair is really curly, and um, he showed up one day, and he was the homie. We would always smoke, and you know what I'm saying before school and at lunch and shit. Man, I, I love that fool. Uh, but he showed up with like some perfect ass dreads one day, like perfect. 
like really perfect. And I was like, what in the fuck kind of witchcraft is this? I've been over here running around, you know, looking like who done it and why for the past nine months. And my dog pull up on me with some fucking dope ass dreads. And like, uh, I was just, I was just shocked and like kind of jealous. I'll be real. And I was just like, like, show me your ways. Like what's going on here? And then he showed me like these crochet needles and he pulled up this other, how I didn't come across this YouTube video because that's how he learned it. But uh, be careful on which YouTube video you pick definitely. Uh, but yeah, the crochet needle method is, is so fire, especially for starting your dreads. Now, there are better ways to keep up your root maintenance once they're locked. But uh, for anybody out there that doesn't have like just super, super thick, I, I mean, I guess the word nappy is controversial, but when you're talking about dreads, like the word nappy is actually like relevant, like, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you have thick nappy hair, like, like for real, like if you have any type of wave or slickness or curl to your hair, I highly recommend the crochet needle method as opposed to just, you know, essentially the hood, like gel twist and pin and sit under the dryer method. Because if your hair is slick, if your hair is curly, if your hair is wavy, that shit's going to come out. You're going to have to get it done so often. It's, it's just, it's not the move. Trust me. Now, the downside is to do the crochet needle method, your hair has to be like at least like probably six to seven inches long, like whenever it's pulled straight. Um, and then whenever you do the crochet needle method, that six to seven inches will shrink down to like little three inches. So like you really... That's why a lot of people aren't patient enough to wait for the crochet needle method is because you got to wait for your hair to get a decent length before you can even start it as opposed to the gel twist method. The gel twist method, you know, these, these little salons, they'll, they'll, you, can, you can have an afro, you know, this big and they'll try to give you some dreads. I've seen it smaller than that. I've seen dudes with like webby fates go get twisted up. And it just, it's, it's just not sustainable. Like if you really are serious about wanting dreads, now if you just want you some little twisties and you want something to do like this, when you, you know what I'm saying, spit game to a shorty on FaceTime, then, then good on you. Because I feel like that's what motherfuckers do. They just, they get twisties, they do this shit on Instagram Live or whatever the fuck, and then, you know, they never end up getting dreads. You know, you fall asleep without your do-rag one fucking night and then you got you back to a webby fade. So, like, I really feel like motherfuckers should just let their hair grow out, like, to, like, a big fro, like, a big fro. You can braid it along the way if you don't want to rock the, the Mac Dre, you know, but, you know, yeah, I, I, like, I love afros, but, uh, yeah, just let your shit get long, man. I'm I, Nobody... Hardly anybody with long dreads started them when they was this small. Or if they did, it took them like three or four attempts. Like, just let your shit grow out. Rock a fro, braid it, rock your curls like I did. I had big curly hair. People called me Sideshow Bob. Who gives a fuck? Uh, and that's my biggest recommendation for those out there wanting to start dreads. But yeah, the crochet needle method. And you can YouTube it. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if your hair lady really knows her shit, you know, she probably has heard of it. Hopefully, thank God, mine has. Um, but not all. I trust me. I went to a lot of salons, and you bring up the crochet needle method. 
and they're just gonna look at you crazy. Like if you go to, and especially like I said, it was hard being a mixed dude. I moved out to San Jose. I, there was this white lady I met, and like her, literally her card said Dread Specialist, and I was like dope because I'd been in the bed for like three or four months. Nobody touched my hair. I was looking crazy, and then um, I went and like. This bitch didn't do anything. She like put a bunch of gel in my shit and just, it, it literally came out the next day. She didn't do any fucking thing at all. It was so ass. Like that was like my first experience. Never hit her back up. I was like, hell no. And then I met this other lady who, she didn't know the crochet needle method, but she was down to learn it. And we, we, we kind of like worked on it together. But, uh, like it, so it's not not everybody knows about this method, and but if if you it is something you can learn yourself, um, it, it does help. You know, you have a girlfriend or somebody that could you know sit behind you and do it, um, or you know partner whatever. Um, but the I have known people that have done them themselves. Like I said, my boy Brandon Martinez, the one that put me onto that method, he did all of his himself, which essentially. Is made it more impressive to me because I think that shit would suck, but I know it can be done because I've seen him do it. But yeah, the crochet needle method: grow your hair out long, and then they're little bitty crochet needles. Don't get no big shit you would make a fucking quilt with. They're little bitty ones, and they have handles. They 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 they're legit, but um, it'll 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 make it lock up quick, keep it neat. Like I said, it sucks down at the root though, so I'll get to a better method for once your roots are locked up, but yeah. And, and, and then also for you white people out there that are putting fucking mayonnaise and, and whatever, egg yolks and egg whites and shit in your dreads, just, just stop. Just do yourself a favor and stop because sorry, it's hot as shit in here. And I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. But yeah, just it, pretty much like if you, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about the, um, the people that have to add extensions for thickness, like it probably just ain't meant to be like that probably just ain't in your carts, like probably just going another direction. I just say like, if you got to put mayonnaise and egg whites and, and clay or whatever the fuck these people are putting in their hair, if you got to do that shit. To have dreadlocks, like, it ain't meant for you to have dreads. Like, it just ain't. Like, it's cool. But you don't have to have dreads. Like, you don't... Whatever reason is making you think you, like, have to have them, you don't. So just, like, don't force that shit. Really don't. Like, if you gotta do all that shit, like, if you gotta put nasty-ass shit that you just common sense tells you you shouldn't be putting in your hair. And I've, I've seen it all. I've seen people do crazy shit trying to get dreads. And, yeah, it's typically white people, um... It just don't. It's a bad idea. Once again, it's not sustainable if you actually like... And like you're doing all that because you really want dreads, but it's not going to really give you dreads. You'll get some weird, funky-ass little things, spiky, weird, ugly things for uh, maybe a month or two or whatever. But it's... I've never seen people try that shit and then like four years later have like happy, healthy dreads. Like, no. You... It's like... Usually some kids that are probably getting into some new drugs and hanging out with some new kids and they're trying to fucking be cool or whatever. But if you got to fucking put nasty shit in your hair to get dreads, you should not get dreads. I'm just going to put it that way. Once again, do you, but watch me. It's not going to work out well. You heard it here first.
So, as I, this guy that's up here sitting every telling everybody who and who should and should not have dreads, like which I'm really not doing. I'm just trying to save people from the headaches, like quite literally, and just like you know, essentially making fools out of themselves and just making some rookie mistakes. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm not really trying to dictate who should and who shouldn't, but really our own head kind of dictates who should and who shouldn't, and that's kind of my bigger point I'm trying to make. Um, but what made me want my dreads? Um, that's a question I get asked a lot. And that's actually a question I like getting asked. Um, as opposed to, you know, how long are they? How long have I had them? Blah, fucking blah. Uh, that's what made me want dreads. Because that's actually kind of a personal question. Uh, you're not just like an object. But uh, so I always listened to reggae with my mom. I, I, I was super lucky to be born to a super cool mom. Um, shout out Vinny. Like I said, she does hair in Norman, Oklahoma. Vinny Rosetti hit her up. Um, love you, mama. But uh, she was just out here. She just flew back. She came out for the wedding. So that was super dope. But um, she's super dope. And like, so yeah, like driving to school and like pre-K and like, 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 um, like this kindergarten, like we would be listening to Bob Marley in the car. And then like, uh, Probably shortly thereafter, first, second grade, you would like take me up to Bricktown Reggae Fest with her. That's probably the first time I ever saw Dreads with my own eyes. Because like, I would see the Bob Marley album covers and my mom would explain to me that like that's Dreads and like that's how people from where he's from, it's a hairstyle. And, um, and that was my, and so Bob Marley's Dreads were the first Dreads I ever laid eyes on as a child, probably as most people I would think, um, or that's a lot of people's introduction to Dreads. And then, like I said, and then my mom would, like, take me, like, in elementary school, like, up with her to, like, Reggae Fest in Oklahoma City, this little part of Oklahoma City called Bricktown, like, downtown. They have, like, a, a and actually a pretty decent Reggae Fest, man. Like, like I'm sure maybe people who live in Cali or other states maybe rolling their eyes at Oklahoma City Reggae Fest. But no, man, I'll stand by that. That shit's pretty fucking dope. Like, I look forward to that shit every year. I shout out OKC Bricktown Reggae Fest. I hope that shit, I mean, I'm sure it didn't go down this year because of Corona, but I hope that shit's still going on. Um, but yeah, that's like, so that was like a, a, a my next, like, you know, taking a step further into that world of just reggae and dreads and seeing them actually in person for the first time. And I think I remember like, t my I touched this guy's really long dreads. I was like six and my mom was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he was like, no, it's fine. And uh, he let me like touch it and shit. Uh, so like I mean I remember I remember thinking I re like people were like oh you don't really remember that no like I do like I remember that I remember thinking it was so fucking cool and like these guys had the same hair as Bob Marley like uh, it was like pre K or kindergarten or whatever and like everybody so it was like and I I was born in ninety four so it was like ninety nine two thousand ninety eight like that like prime like boy band. Britney Spears era and like so like it was like the first day of school and like every kid had to like go around the circle and say like the favorite song from the summer or whatever the shit you know first day of school type of shit people would do and it like I said it was it was somewhere between 98 and 2000 so everybody's like Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys and then I was like Bob Marley and then it, like the whole it, like if it was a movie like the record would have scratched like scratch and everybody like looked at me like all the other kids were like what and then I got like mad at the whole class like what you guys haven't heard of Bob Marley he's a legend and the reason why so that's actually not my memory but my mom proceeded to do my pre-k teacher's hair for like 20 years after that so then she would tell that story to my mom whenever she would like get her hair done so like uh 
Yeah, like I like I've always just been about like the Bob Marley to reggae. I still listen to a lot of reggae to this day. It just takes my mind somewhere, my 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 mood somewhere that other music can't. Um, especially when I'm like out in nature. I listen to a bunch of reggae up in Tahoe. But um but so that was that was the next progression. But then the next progression is kind of different. And around like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, um, I moved to Norman and um, I made some some new friends and they they introduced me to um, to hip hop and that was like prime prime mixtape Wayne era like prime Lil Wayne like like oh six oh seven oh eight is just like prime that was like my formative years like I was like eleven twelve thirteen and it was like prime mixtape Wayne like drought three drought is over four like all that shit. Carter Three, I think, came that last summer. Um, so it was just like Lil Wayne was so influential on me. Like, be it for better or for worse, man, I love Lil Wayne. And um, and I thought so. Like, obviously, like Lil Wayne, like rapper dreads were like completely different than like reggae Rasta dreads. But like, it kind of just like reignited that spark. Like, oh, it can be this too. Like, it doesn't have to be that. Dreads can be. There's different types of dreads essentially. And um. I remember the fucking duffel bag boy video when like Wayne had on like the white fitted cap to the back and he just had like a normal rubber band holding his dreads and like a fat dread ponytail. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing that like I had ever seen in my fucking life. Like I thought that that shit was so fucking cool, man. Like so cool. And I think that's whenever I asked my mom if I could get dreads the first time and she made me get them funky ass braids, which it's hilarious. I got roasted for them braids, but now essentially looking back at it, they were like some Travis Scott braids. I was just in fucking seventh grade, 10 years too late. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, it's funny how fashion goes in cycles. Like I, I got lit up by the crew for them braids. And now I feel like every fucking middle schooler has them same braids, but whatever but yeah them braids you know was it wasn't the move at the time um so yeah little wayne like that like 07 era little wayne like how could you not think that shit was the coolest shit ever man like that shit was so damn cool um and then like around that same time you know like so like anybody that doesn't know like oklahoma everybody knows about texas high school football and like well oklahoma is not as big as texas so it's not as many you know, big time players and all that, but they essentially take it just as seriously. Like in Oklahoma, like high school football, shit like that is like even little league, middle school football is a big fucking deal. People take that shit seriously. And so like I was Mr. Like football player McGee and uh, a lot of my favorite football players were getting dreads. Like, you know, that I mean, the, the, the them DBs in Green Bay was really the first ones I remember. Like, um, Oh, I can't believe like Mike McKenzie, and it was Al Harris. Was Al Harris the other one, or am I tripping? Those Green Bay DBs, they all had. It was like they were like some of the first football players I remember seeing with dreads. And um, and then that one year, all the Hawaii. That one year, Hawaii was really good and made it to like a BCS bowl. All their wide receivers had like the dreads with like the bleach tips and the shells and shit. That shit was like all kind of, I feel like around a similar era and like dreads just kind of started like taking over like the, the football like wave, like you just kind of, and, and now, now it's nothing. Like I'm sure kids that grow up nowadays 
just think, oh, yeah, football players have dreads, duh. But, like, there was, like, a time where, like, football players went from not having dreads to having dreads. And there was, like, a transition. And, like, that was right, kind of right during that, like, Lil Wayne era, too. So, like, I just thought that shit was so cool. Like, my favorite rappers, my favorite athletes, my favorite, just going back to my childhood, how I was, like, raised on Bob Marley. Like, all that shit just, like form together to just make me think dreads was cool, man. And I think a lot of people think dreads is cool. And, like, I just, uh, that, that, I mean, like I said, I mean, like I said, when we're young, you know, where we look up to our idols and our, our athletes and our rappers so much, and, I mean, who isn't influenced by that type of stuff? So, yeah, I mean, there's no shame in admitting it. Shout out to Bob Marley. Shout out to Lil Wayne. And shout out to them early Hawaii football teams and them early Green Bay DBs. Man, uh, they were so, it was just so dope, so different at the time. And um, because football always started to have this like Captain America image, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, that, that, you know, Bart Starr, Dick Buckus, square jaw type of shit, you know, but uh, the, the dreadlocks just looked so badass and it was so different. And then like a lot of dudes from like Miami started getting them. Devin Hester. That shit was just a wave. And it's cool because I'm so glad it wasn't a fad. It wasn't a fad. How many fads have we seen come and go? But like football players still have dreads. And that started like 15 years ago or something. Uh. And then also there was like the um, kind of just the practical factor of I wanted long hair, not big hair. And I thought eventually, if I just kept growing my hair, it would start to fall. But it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, like, I wanted my hair to actually fall. So, and I knew dreads would help me accomplish that. Um, I need some water, y'all. It is hot. Another question I get asked um, is, you know, do I get offended when white people have dreads? I actually get asked that question. Um, offended's not the right word. Like, like I said, and, and, and there's a couple reasons why I'm going to go down. Um, like I said, I do think it's stupid when white people put like mayonnaise and egg whites and shit in their hair in some weak attempt to get dreads. Yes, I think that shit is whack. Does it offend me? No, I just, I, I recommend against it for their sake. Um, and like I said, I don't really think people should be getting like thickness extensions. Um, but you know, if you want to rip yourself off and spend a bunch of money, go ahead. Um, but offend, no. But I know there are certain people that it, it does offend. Like, I don't really think it's cultural appropriation. Like, like it's especially like my boy Brandon Martinez, had, his hair was just as curly as me. Um, so, and so like, and his dreads were dope and it like matched his personality. Like, I don't know. Like that shit was hella dope. But like, I mean, so like, do I think it's for everybody? No. But do, does it offend me when white people, um, uh, you know, get dreads also? No. Um, and like a lot of white people with dreads are cool ass white people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're super not racist, you know, usually down to smoke some weed and shit. So it's like. You know, it, it, I, I really don't have that big of a problem with it. I think that it, like, certain people can potentially go about it maybe in a problematic way. I think that's probably fair to say. Um, 
but just intrinsically, does, do I have a problem with like every white person that has dreads? No. I think it's pro like most things in life, it's probably more of a case by case basis. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, I think I, I've met a lot of really cool white people with dreads and, and um, you know, in, in general, painting with a broad brush. No, I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I really, my my take, I want people to come away from this with is just let, let your hair dictate that. If you have thin, stick straight, blonde hair that falls like flat on your scalp and hangs straight down, like, I want to recommend it. I really want it. Um, but hey, you know, you only live once and if you want to see how ugly that shit looks, then go, go knock yourself out. Go fucking hit yourself in the head with an ugly stick. If that's what you so feel like doing. Um, another thing, and this was, especially when I was younger, and that's what I think is so funny doing this here 10 years later. Um, you know, how long are you going to keep those things? Especially because, like, by the time I got to college and I was playing football at OBU, um, you know, they were getting really, really long. Like, damn near too long to be playing football with. So, I, I would always just get asked that question. How long are you going to let them get? How long are you going to let them get? How long are you going to keep them? Well, it's 2020, cocksuckers, and they're still here. Still here. Uh I'll, I'll say this. and I, I mean, I, it's, it's not that I've never really thought about it or that I don't take the question seriously just when I was young I didn't really think that far into my future quite frankly I kind of took it as it went I liked them so I kept them um but since I just recently got married um uh, I know a lot of women cut their hair shorter whenever they're like have babies so like it doesn't get in the baby shit and shit like that so like I bet the first time I get a dread full of full of baby shit they're gonna definitely get trimmed um I, I predict that's how it goes down. We'll see what the future has in store, but I predict um, big dreadful of baby shit and then me going to the cabinet and grabbing some scissors and, and giving myself a little makeover. I imagine that's how it's going to go down. So stay tuned for that. Um, another thing is, check this out. I got this fucking widow's peak right here. And I'm really curious what kind of short haircut I can get with the widow's peak that want to make me look like I'm trying to suck on your neck. I ain't trying to be out here looking like, uh, you know, Transylvania Tevin. You know, just fucking, I don't know, man. You can't, the widow's peak with the short hair, I'm going to slick my shit back like fucking uncut gems. Like, what the fuck you want me to do with that? So, either the baby shit or the hairline is what's going to, Bring it into the to the empire. The, the, it's gonna crumble the dynasty. I don't. I I think I think that's one of the two things it's gonna be. I don't think it's just gonna be me getting tired of it. To be honest, I think if I was gonna get tired of it, I would have got tired of it a long time ago. Uh, so how long do I plan on keeping them? Until I start to go ball, I don't want to be having the Stevie Wonders uh, or. Whenever I get a big dreadful of baby shit, that's my prediction. Um, another thing, like I said, the reason why I want to do this episode is because, you know, um, I feel like how can you have dreads, have a podcast called Dreadful Talk, and then, you know, not talk about dreads ever. Um, so I feel like it was just kind of like a 
requisite thing I should do. But, uh, you know, how did I get that name of the podcast, Dreadful Talk? Um, I actually originally wanted it to be Dreadful Thoughts. I thought Dreadful Thoughts was going to be a cool name for a, a podcast. Um, but it's cool. That's, with re- In retrospect, when I look back on it, I don't like Dreadful Thoughts as much. I like Dreadful Talk better. So it's crazy how things work out like that. But um, I... I wanted it, like I said, I wanted it to be Dreadful Thoughts, and I uh, that just came to me, just boom, and I had to write it down. I, that's how I am with my ideas. I'll get good-ass ideas, and I have to write them down immediately, or else that shit is gone. And so I said, I want it to be Dreadful Thoughts, and then I looked it up, and Dreadful Thoughts is like some like Shakespeare podcast or some shit, so I just let him keep that shit. And it's Dreadful Talk now, and I, I love it. Like I said, Dreadful Thoughts sounds weird in retrospect. I'm super happy with Dreadful Talk. 11 episodes deep. Shout out to everybody, you know, for just supporting along the way. Go um, subscribe on YouTube. But um, let me see. This is another one that I get asked a lot. Um, like, do my dreads symbolize anything? Like, and that can mean a lot of things. Some people's dreads are religious symbols or... Um, yeah, I guess some people's dreads can be really symbolic. Um, and I had to think about that long and hard. I really did, because I'll be real. My gut reaction was like, no, my dreads aren't symbolic. Like, it's just my hair. What the fuck? Why do you mean symbolic? It ain't that deep. But then I started thinking about it. I mean, I and I guess this is how I... And looking at it like it does symbolize something whether I want it to or not. That's how I'm going to say this. And, and, and part of like the old me would have been like, oh, stereotypes. But, you know, certain, like, I don't know. Certain things give off indicators. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, so like what do my dreads symbolize? Well, I smoke a lot of weed. That's a thing that's commonly associated with dreads and dreadlock culture. Let's not shy away from that. Let's not like... You know, I have dreads down to my ass so people fucking assume I smoke weed. And guess what? They're right. So, you know, is that always such a fucking bad thing? Or am I just maybe a walking stereotype? Who fucking knows? But, um... And then another thing they symbolize kind of whether I intend it to or not. And maybe I do intend it to. That's, that's, that's pretty deep to think about whether I intend it to or not. But it symbolizes my blackness. It does, whether I want it to or not. And like I said, maybe I do want it to, being a light-skinned brother like myself. Like, that gets deep. That gets really introspective. I haven't put that much thought into it. I think I think that kind of evolved. Like, like it definitely, that, that's not why I did it when I first got him. Like I said, when I first got him, it's because I wanted to look cool out of my football helmet, and I liked Lil Wayne and, and Bob Marley. So... That's not why I got them, but maybe that's why I've kept them. Like, maybe as I've gotten older, that, that meaning's definitely changed and took on a different life, uh, different light, um, different life of its own. Um, so, yeah, no, that's very interesting to think about. You know, I do get asked that question, and, and I've told a lot of people, no, that they don't symbolize anything. I, um, but yeah, that, that, that gets pretty deep to think about. One thing I did do one time, though, funny little story, I, um, so when I first got moved to California, like first, first, I needed a job. Like I was just applying at pretty much anywhere. Like 
like Costco, I was applying just random ass fucking places. And, um, you know, I figured since I, had, I was an athlete and I had a background selling shoes, I would apply at this sporting goods store called Big Five. And it's like a sporting goods store, like a smaller version of Academy for those out there in Oklahoma or the Midwest. Um, it's like a small, kind of a small sporting goods store. Um, but, um, uh, and like I walked in there, you know, I told him, yeah, just, you know, quit, uh, you know, former college football player, former shoe salesman. Like I know my shit, like hired me. He did hire me, hired me on the spot. And then I, I literally walked, and there was like a Walmart next door. I walked next door to Walmart because I was struggling. I was on food stamps. Like I needed this job. And I spent like some of my last money on a six-pack of beer. And I was like, I'm going to fucking celebrate my new job. I'm like getting on my feet and whatnot. Because I, I have a different dreadful talk that tells my origin story of how I got to Cali. So for those that like, th th that'll kind of fill in some gaps. I don't feel like getting into that right now. But, um... <clears throat> But yeah, I, I was I was struggling. I needed this job. You know, I hadn't had a job in, in, since I moved to San Jose. And um, and so I spent some of my last money on a six pack. And I'm like walking out of Walmart with my six pack, like happy as fuck. And I get a call and they're like, oh, um, so got some news for you. You know, you, good news is you're hired. But uh, bad news is uh, you, you have to cut those dreads. You know, you're, you're willing to do that, right? And I was just like, no, like not at all. Like not even a little bit. So like even down on my last dollar with a job. But the thing is like, I still had enough. I wasn't that desperate to just like think that big five was the end all be all. I was like, fuck that job. Uh, but then I, uh, the mill, the, the, a different store, a different store, like a different location of the same like chain hit me up and was like, we, we really need employees. We really, like, we saw your, your application that down at that San Jose store. Um, I think, I think we can work something out. And, uh, and so he's like, look, what we're going to do is we're going to write down that this is for religious purposes. Uh, he was like, I looked, I scanned like the company code and there's like a religious hair exemption that we can, we can, we can make it work. And so I fucking, and, and the fact that these cocksuckers made me do all this is like, I don't know if it's racist or just stupid or what, but like, I had to like meet with the district manager and, um, explain to her how my dreadlocks were like of religious significance. And mind you, I just needed a job. Like I, my dreadlocks aren't religious. I'm not a religious person. So I literally like Googled these dumb fucks. I literally Googled um, religious meanings for dreadlocks, read that shit verbatim, like ver like didn't change it at all. And, and, and these motherfuckers hired me. So it just proves that like, and then they promoted me too. So it just goes to show has nothing to fucking do with your ability to do the job at all. It's like, is it racist? Is it antiquated? Who fucking knows? But get your shit together. Anybody out there that's thinking about not hiring somebody because they have a dreadlocks as a hairstyle or any other black hairstyle for that matter, go fucking suck a dick. You think your fucking bald cul-de-sac is best? Your, your ugly ass comb over, you think that's more professional than dreadlocks or braids or, or afros? Go fuck yourself. You're fucking tripping. For real, that's a like a way of discrimination that 
people want to talk about systemic racism. How about when every hairstyle that your hair that you're born with allows you to do is considered unprofessional and can keep you from getting a job? Whenever, in order to get that same job, you either have to heat straighten or chemically straighten your hair, which is horrible for you. You have to like risk your health to get to to look away that the white man approves essentially to get a job. And people say systemic racism isn't real. Guess who made, guess what professional was late, created as between the 30s and 50s whenever only white men could work in the office place. There was no women besides secretaries and there was no people of color in them office spaces when them rules of what was professional. Which seems obvious, like people know that. People, that's why I, I don't give people that pass. People know that. That's too obvious to ignore, right? And that's what you're doing. You're ignoring it if you don't if you don't realize that. Um, who does my dreads? So my mom, Vinnie Rossetti, started them, did them for years and years back in Oklahoma. But since I've been in San Jose, Strictly Braids over on Bascom, she does good stuff. And she can work on mixed people's um, dreads too, obviously for me. And um, she does this. I was talking about root. So once you do the crochet needle on your on your on your to get them to lock do interlocking on on the roots that's what the, that's what they do over for me at strictly braids it's way faster and it and it doesn't hurt nearly as much and it's just way more efficient it looks neater it's dope this is the next thing i was going to talk about on dreads kind of requires a little bit of flushing out is like like there's like, like kind of like here in the united states there's kind of like different regions kind of like either have different styles of dreads or the dreads kind of take on a different meaning in a way. And, and I'm going to get into that, what I mean by that. Just things that I've learned, just being to the places I've been and just from, from culture and from music and just from what I've learned, like different parts of the country kind of dreads mean different things. And, and like I said, so like, um, it's like when I first moved to the Bay, like people would see my dreads and say shit like get hyphy or shake them dreads and, and i'll be real i didn't know what the fuck they were talking about i was like 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 i don't know i just i thought it was so weird bizarre awkward like what are they what are they talking about like i don't feel like shaking my dreads right now but like that's what everybody like the first words out of their mouth what they met me in the bay like if i was at a bar or, or something like oh yeah, yeah i bet he likes to get hyphy and shake them dreads because like but i didn't even know that's like that's what dreads were associated in bay area culture with was like uh you know like like that hyphy movement you know people shaking their dreads like all that shit from like the mid-2000s like uh and, and people still fuck with it, but that's, like, when that shit was, like, mainly going on. And, like, they would do, like, big car shows and do donuts. And, I mean, pretty much, like, all them E-40 videos used to be. Um, and and so, like, that and so that was my first kind of made me re-examine. Like, damn, yeah, like, dreads mean different things, like, depending on where you're at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, out here, you know, people might associate them with, like, you might like to do a lot of molly. <laughs> and then go to car shows and shit like that, which doesn't really describe me at all. Uh, and then, like, in the Midwest, I guess I can break Midwest into, like, two kind of separate parts. Because, like, the southern Midwest, like, where I'm from, like, Oklahoma, if, you have, if you're a young black kid with dreads, 
or a mixed kid for the most part, like uh, people are pretty much just going to assume you're a football player. Like that's like associated with football culture because like that's that's like that's the main like if you see a young black kid with dreads, like chances are he's probably a football player or an athlete or something like that. Like that's what it's associated with in that part of the country. Like and I can speak on that because that's where I'm from, like Texas, Oklahoma. Arkansas, Kansas, probably. I don't know that much about Kansas, but in kind of that region, it's kind of associated with sports, athletics. Um, and and then, but like up north Midwest, like Chicago, it takes on like a whole new meaning. And it's like part of like that game banging, like murder culture, like, like, the, like them chief keep style dreads, like. And, and and so like like just yeah like different regions like kind of can symbolize different things and you know and, and it's not always you know concrete but just kind of a general vibe different general culture of like what the dread symbolize in different places um you know or can symbolize in different places um and then like in Florida they do all types of crazy shit with the dreads, like the Haitian dreads, like the um, them fat Kodak black dreads, like or like the Cam Newton kind of looking crazy shit, or like the um, the um, like gunplay for those who know gunplay is ratchet asses, like yeah, the big fat like just like there's like dreads that are like this fat. Like I have pretty fat dreads, but like down there in Florida, I I could no, I don't I forget what they call them shits. I, like I don't even know. I, I don't even know. It's dope. I'm not clowning. I'm not clowning on it. I think it's dope that they have something that, like, represents their culture and their people and their region and their heritage of being Haitian. I fuck with that. I really do. But it's it's wild looking, though. It's really wild looking. Like, you watch, like, you know, like some dudes like Miami, like, uh, like Lonnie Walker, the basketball player that came from Miami. He's plays for the Spurs now. He had some crazy shit. Um... Well, she ended up having, like, a sad story behind that, but it still was, like, he's from Florida. Um, like, that Florida shit, they be getting these crazy, thick, like, tribal-looking dreads. It's, it's, it's cool. Like, it, it really is cool. It seems like it would be uncomfortable, but I guess as long as you rip that shit to the root, it wouldn't be, but especially in that Florida heat. But, shit, I had these long dreads in Oklahoma heat, so I feel them. Yeah, sometimes pay the price, pay the cost, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so Florida, and then, um, and then for example, like when I'm in like San Jose or like you know Oakland or San Francisco, they'd be on that high fee E40 type dread type shit. But then like you go south, you go over the hill, as they say, to Santa Cruz, or like you on like a beach town, and then like people over there probably think that I'm like in a band that sounds like Revolution or fucking Iration or some shit like that, because like that's the vibe there. You know, or like, uh, you know, when I'm up in the mountains, you know, they probably think that I'm like just like some like mountain, like weed grower or something, you know? So it's like different places, dreads can kind of symbolize different things. And like, it's cool. I've kind of got, I've kind of let all that factory, like, like, to be honest, like not, not, not the Florida or Chicago part, because I've never been there, but like, I mean, like, like the athlete part, the the reggae part, the rapper part, the 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 beach hippie fucking weed growing part, like uh, the like I'll be real, that kind of all sums sums up my dreads in a way. It's kind of a little bit of all that, just 
to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, I, I definitely kind of want to take a deep dive into like the regional meanings of like dreads and like what they mean uh, into kind of um, to different people. Um, and then I put out on social media, you know, yesterday, you know, if anybody like had any kind of dreadlock related questions that they wanted me to address. And, um, and I actually got two. So I'm, I'm going to address them. So shout out. Thanks for the engagement. Um, and, and these are also questions that I get asked a lot too. So I'm actually glad they kind of, you know, brought that to the front of my memory. Um, shout out to Angie Clark, big, big, big supporter of the, of the show. And, and, you know, appreciate the support. I really do. Um, so a question I get asked a lot, how do I wash my hair? Um, <laughs> the best way I describe it. So like when it's, it's, it's different if you have short dreads and long dreads, like when your dreads are as long as mine, you kind of got to separate it into two different things. You gotta, you gotta wash the scalp separately you wash your scalp essentially like you would wash your scalp if you didn't have dreads quite honestly you probably need a lot more shampoo than you would if you didn't need dread if you didn't have dreads but you pretty much wash your scalp the same as you would wash your scalp but then you got to wash the length of it separately that's kind of the difference about washing dreads and when you're washing the length of it it's going to sound kind of funny but it's almost like you're hand washing a hoodie or a t-shirt or something you just like you're just getting the soap like in it and working it and twisting it and wringing it out and just like it's like you're hand washing a piece of clothing. That's the best way I can describe it. And then washing your scalp should be really no different than washing your scalp without dreads. Um, I usually don't like to wash my scalp too close after getting retwisted or get my roots done because it'll pretty much make it look fuzzy again. It'll kind of ruin the crispiness. So I usually try to wait a little while. Um, after getting my hair done, but then once your roots look fuzzy, you can wash that shit as much as you want, really. Um, as long as you're letting it dry all the way, that's the biggest obstacle to washing your dreads. People think it's how to wash it or what shampoo and all that. The biggest thing you're going to do to fuck your dreads up by washing them is if you don't let them dry all the way, which can be hard. Like this, it takes forever to dry. Like I really like to wash my hair in the morning and then go outside for a couple hours on like a sunny day. Like that's the best way to do it. Like trying to use blow dryers like or towels, that shit's gonna stay damp. And I've had it happen, it sounds gross, but I'm not ashamed to admit it. Y'all can learn from me. Like, like if you if you don't let your dreads dry all the way, it's the same thing. What if you wash a hoodie and don't let it dry all the way? That shit gets like a smell to it. That shit is wet. So like everybody thinks that like it's hard to wash your dreads or how often should I do it? Really the main thing, just make sure them, them motherfuckers get all the way dry, like all the way dry. And there's no better way to do it than to sun dry. Um, so if, yeah, that's the main question people ask me. How do I wash my dreads? How should I wash my dreads? Um, I read a bunch of shit online about using these like super all natural shampoos and all that. I think that's just people trying to sell you shit. I've been, I've had my dreads for 10 years. I've been using normal shampoo. I said, make sure you rinse that shit all the way out. Cause all these people know non-residue, non-residue. That's what you'll see on all these dread shampoos. But if you just rinse out all the shampoo, I don't be having residue. Uh, but I don't know. Everybody's hair is different. Um, but I, like I said, my main key to success is just like, 
is just making sure you wash your scalp and hair separately and then make sure the motherfuckers get all the way dry. Like, and, and try to sun dry them if you can. It's the best way, trust me. Just go, go for a walk or something. It dries so much faster in the sun. It's insane. Um, then the next thing, everybody always asks me, like, you know, how do I not fuck up my roots when I'm sleeping? Um, you know, do I use a silk pillowcase? Do I, do I use a, a silk head scarf? Or, I mean, man... I guess I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that. You saw my last dreadful talk. That's my answer. I was wearing that blue do-rag. Get you a do. I don't care if you think it looks hood or ratchet or whatever. It's just a do-rag. And it, I, trust me, I've tried a lot of things. And nothing works better to me than just the old school do-rag. But don't get like the super, super cheap one that you get at like Sally's. Like the black, the super thin one. Or do you use some like nice, like kind of like satin or silk ones off of like online somewhere? Like, I got some off Amazon. They work great for me. Um, but man, I know it's kind of funny. Durags ain't as style like they used to be, but uh, that's why I still be rocking mine. It keeps it looking. It, it really does help it keep looking nice. So ain't no magic secret. Just humble yourself and go and get you that dude. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. You know what? I'm going to end it on that ratchet note because I like the energy. I like how that felt right there. Get you a nice, yeah. Get you that do it. And then, yeah, we're going to keep it pushing, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. That wraps up episode 11 of Dreadful Talk. Subscribe on YouTube to Dreadful Talk and Beefy Boys Breakdown. Support your boy. Love y'all. Take it easy.